Good morning and welcome to Thursday. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. Legal, lawful, constitutional, heck, even biblical tender. Gold and silver, it is what we do. Uh, we got all of our social media stuff, right, our YouTube pages, our, our podcast. Don't forget uh, our 1360KHNC Facebook page. We got it all going for you. I hope it finds you well today. Uh, just a, a, a quick update. Keep, your, keep Eric in your thoughts and prayers. Uh, unfortunately, uh, things got a little worse yesterday, so uh, let, let's hope that uh, things get a little bit better today. Uh, I'm joined with uh, the professor, uh, Glenn Biddle. Glenn, you with us today? I am, Joe, and I'm looking at the markets right now, and gold is on fire, up $32 to $1,897. That is crazy. Crazy. Yeah, well, and again, wow. it, 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 it is and it isn't, right? Uh, th- this is just uh, uh, one of those things when you sit there and you look at uh, whether it's gold or silver uh, tied to uh, the U.S. dollar and what's going on. You look at all the spending that's happening. Uh, today the White House uh, said no payroll tax cut, uh, but they're going to be giving out. They're trying to determine how much money to give people on unemployment. Uh, jobless claims came out today worse than expected. Uh, jobless claims almost back to 1.5 million uh, we are hanging around that 1.3 million for a while uh, just I mean really when you think about it you go back to January February uh, go back really all of 2019 you know jobless claims are about 220,000 a week to go from 220,000 a week to you know 1.3 1.4 1. 1.5 million claims a week. Yeah, wow, it's a lot, and this is not what we wanted. We wanted to see, you know, we knew claims were going to spike with the shutdowns, and then as they reopened, we, we wanted to see the claims be falling, and, and I know, even me, even, you know, maybe I'm cynical, but I thought we'd be well below a million claims a week by now, and, and of course, it's just not happening. Uh, some of the states are re- reimposing uh, some lockdown conditions and, and whatnot, I don't know how this is all going to end. Uh, rewarding failure never works, and I know that's a harsh thing to say. Uh, people are losing their jobs because uh, of, of shutdowns and whatnot. we got to remember, what were the jobs that we were creating? I mean, I, I was saying it for years and years and years, all through the Obama administration and into Trump. Listen, we were creating bartenders and waitresses. That's what we've been, that's what we created. You know, a lot of leisure and hospitality type jobs. And, and these jobs, uh, I, I don't know when they come back. I don't know how they come back. And I don't know how long you pay uh, for these people to be out of work. And I don't know how much it's going to be. They've already said it's not going to be the 600. Uh, is, is it going to be 400 or 300 or 200? That remains to be seen. Uh, there's talk of sending everyone a check again. Um, and and quite honestly, I don't understand that one either, right? I mean, if you haven't lost your job and you haven't had your hours cut, um, then 
does the government need to spend that kind of money? But I think they're desperate. Uh, they, they want to give us this illusion of prosperity. Uh, I know they're saying a trillion dollars, a trillion dollars, a trillion, trillion dollars ain't going to get it done. Trillion dollars ain't going to get it done, Glenn. I mean, that, it, it, I guess if we're going to do it, then let's just do it, right? Rip the Band-Aid off and do it and spend the $3 trillion or $4 trillion, uh, this this trillion dollar thing. I, I, I think that's so far below what the economy really needs. Uh, you're almost better off not doing it at all. Yeah, three weeks ago, Joe, Nancy Pelosi said it had to be at least $3 trillion. That was, you know, a trillion for state and local governments, a trillion for unemployment, a trillion just to get out into the hands of the people. And there's one more bartender job we need to uh, create, and that's AOC's bartender job that she left to go into the house. I mean, she, oh, I my gosh. I don't, right, I, I don't know. I don't know. job back. Well, you know, it's kind of good that she's up there because she just she's the the face of the Democrat Party. And I know we don't like to get too political on here, but when she opens her mouth to talk about the Green New Deal or all these things, it's just like, wow, you need a filter. And uh, it's like listening to middle school girls talk. Unfortunately, <laughs> as a teacher, I'm like, oh my gosh, crazy. So, yeah, you're, you're right. The, the stimulus, you know, and and once again, that's just going to get tacked on to the debt and. It, it's almost like it's an afterthought now. No one really cares. The Fed is the buyer and the seller of last resort and, and lender, actually. Uh, so that's where we are. I mean, uh, that and unfortunately, that's a, that's a bad thing because we all know the Fed creates money out of complete thin air, Joe. Yeah, and, and it's, uh, it's one of those things as we uh, move ahead here, it's going to be very, very interesting to see uh, exactly what ends up with – uh, the central bank, how big that balance sheet gets, how big the deficits get, uh, the dollar under pressure again today, uh, the dollar now at 9462. Uh, we're going to talk about the dollar. The dollar now very, very close to entering uh, into uh, bear market territory. Uh, I think we're in the next wave. The dollar cycles, um, really, when you take. 10-year chunks uh, for the dollar. The dollar has been running a cycle since the 80s of lower highs and lower lows. And that trend has continued, and it looks like we're getting ready to enter another one of these low cycles. We're going to talk about that. Don't touch that dial. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. 800-951-0592. Uh, Got to be a busy, busy day. Got Brooke and Arlene here in Phoenix, uh, back at work. Uh, actually snuck in here yesterday. Uh, had my doctor's appointment yesterday afternoon, and uh, I am off quarantine. And I just need to be careful. Just need to uh, um, avoid getting the getting sick. Uh, very susceptible still to getting the flu again, or the, what do they call it? Pneumonia. So I got a. Uh, mask up there. I'll ask, uh, all, especially for you, Phoenix, I know a lot of you want to come in and say hello. Uh, we, we need to make sure, uh, just for safety, we got a social distance. Uh, put it, I don't want to go back to the hospital. That's just, that was not any fun. Um, we got coins coming uh, in Phoenix and Colorado, so be ready for that. Uh, the silver's on its way. Be patient. If you've ordered silver, you're just going to have to be patient. It has disappeared. Silver's at $23 to the ounce. Gold hit a high today of 1898 
70. 1898-70 so far. Obviously, the day's not over. Uh, right now, gold's uh, at 1892. Uh, this would be a new all-time high if it closed at this price. Uh, the intraday high in 1900 bucks. we essentially tied it. You know, let's round up there. Uh, we've tied the intraday high. If we close where we're at today, uh, it'll be an all-time record high in U.S. dollars uh, and gold. Uh, just following along, and we've been talking about the dollar a little bit. You know, and, and today we're going to start breaking down uh, these dollar cycles. And you find you find ourselves in these cycles, and we, we've seen it now for almost 40 years now. Uh, ever since we've decided that deficits don't matter. Because you go back to 1971 the entire u.s deficit was about 400 billion dollars most of that was from world war ii we ran just as many budget surpluses as we did budget deficits after the war up and leading up to 1971 that we didn't really add a lot of debt. We, we started to add some uh, with Johnson. After Kennedy got assassinated, Johnson came in. You know, programs that we were, we're talking about today. Food stamps, right? That was one of the programs. I think, I think unemployment was one of the programs that, that, that Johnson brought in uh, that started to raise the deficit. But the deficit was only $400 billion. And $250 billion of that, I think, was World War II. Uh, and about, about $50 billion of it was Johnson. And then you had the rest of it that from the previous you know, 100 to almost 200 years. The deficit hit a trillion dollars in 1981. And, of course, the Ronald Reagan era came in and supply-side economics is what they called it. Uh, I remember George Bush Sr. called it voodoo economics. And, and of course, today uh, we, we've kind of learned that, you know what, may have been. As great as Reagan was, I loved Reagan as president because he was uh, the, the great communicator. You know, I, I, I think uh, especially today, if we had a better communicator in office, I love what Trump does, what Trump stands for. Uh, he just doesn't communicate that way. You know, every, oh, it's the greatest. It's the best. It's this. It's, you know, he doesn't really communicate as well as uh, his pedigree, if you will. A guy went to Wharton School. I'm sure his vocabulary is impressive, but neither here nor there. The dollar has run these cycles, and they last, I say, 10 years eight to ten year cycles and they're they're high cycles and low cycles and 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 again uh, all of it manipulated and and you think about um wall street and and all of those things and and the the pattern is is one of those i guess with the age of computers right the computer set all the things up and you have all these patterns why it's i come out and tell you you know, gold's going to go to new all-time highs because the computers are going to buy it, right? Just like today, gold runs to the, the previous all-time high. That just makes perfect sense. If it breaks it, we break, we close above 1,900, we're going right to two. 
we don't pull back at two, right? Well, probably going to 22 to 25 and, and so on and so forth. But the dollar, go back to the 80s. The dollar was in an uptrend for most of the 80s. Uh, about 120 on the basket of currencies uh, was the what the index. The dollar floated around, you know, 115 to 125 back in the 80s. And then the dollar in the late 80s hit a downtrend. That, that downtrend started in 1986 and ended in 1995. You know, there's that, you know, kind of that 10-year deal. And it ended in 1995. The, the dollar hit a low in the, in the 80s. So you think about, hey, we're, let's call it 120 down to 80. And it was really actually about 82, 83, but we'll say 80. Then the dollar entered a new up cycle. That, that up cycle lasted from 1995 of 2003 so about eight years the that cycle took the dollar back from the from the went back from the 80s it got back to the high well actually just under the highs of the 80s so the high in the 80s was 125 it got up to one it touched 120 so we had a lower high and then the new down cycle started and that down cycle went from 2003 to really it stayed in that down cycle till about 2014 so a little well we'll say 2013 so about a 10-year down cycle. In that down cycle, it hit a new low that was in the 70s. Matter of fact, low 70s, about 72. So the previous old low was 84. Now we've got a new new low that is 72. Then we entered an up cycle. And that up cycle lasted until right now. So from 2013 to through 2020, so about seven years of an up cycle in the dollar, the problem was the high in the new up cycle. Let me just get my cursor on it here. I want to make sure I get it right here. Was about 103, 102, 103. So you go back to the 80s, high was 125, entered a down cycle, low was 84. Then the up cycle came, we only got back to 120, so we had a lower high, then we had a lower low, because then the down cycle came, instead of 84, we got a new low of 72. Then we had an up cycle, that up cycle we had another lower high, so not 125, not 120, about 102. Now we're sitting here at 94 in change right now, 94.64 to be exact. 
the number we're looking for. If the dollar breaks below 92.80, if it breaks below 92.80, we're going to see the dollar enter a multi-year, you know, let's, let's call it anywhere from 7 to 10 years of this new down cycle. So that's the number we're looking for. Uh, we're at 94.64. That we're looking for 92.80. And when you look at gold, right, we, all the low cycles is when gold starts hitting hitting new highs. So gold hit a new high, uh, broke, broke the old highs in 08, right? When, when, when the crash came, right, we, we, we busted through, went through 1,000. Got to 1900 in 2011, and the dollar cycle kind of ended what? Within a couple of years of gold touching a fresh high, the dollar cycle ended. Dollar went back up, right? Gold fell. Now that the dollar is weakening again, and we're seeing gold getting ready to hit fresh new highs here, and it's got a long way to run. If you think about the old low on the dollar, 72. And we're looking at 92, and at 92, we're at a record, or at, right, right, I'm sorry, we're at 94 right now. We're at a new all-time high at 94. Looks like the dollar cycle, at least if it follows this pattern that we've been in for the last 40 years, the dollar's going to end up somewhere in the 60s. And when I think about heading into 2030, Let's just say it's a 10-year cycle. It's, you know, 7 to 10 years. So 2027 to 2030, the dollar in the 60s, yeah, that makes sense to me, right? Because, I mean, what, what type of I, – I, I don't even know what – you know, the deficit th- at the end of this year is going to be $30 trillion, or right near it. So even if we only added $2 trillion a year for the next 10 years, that puts it at 50 and I don't know that we can do two trillion. I don't know that two trillion a year is doable. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Plus, with Social Security and Medicare, all that, all of that's coming as well. Uh, it's a pattern that I think is a recipe that is going to drive gold prices, and it's good. And, I, and we're, I'm not talking about you know twenty five hundred and three grand. That's real short term, but. We're talking ten, fifteen, twenty thousand. Uh, very, very. You know, you kind of see the case now. You're like, wait a minute, that's, yeah. I mean, I really think ten years from today, sixty, sixty trillion. I mean, the Fed's balance sheet will be what? I don't even. I I don't even want to guess. Thirty trillion. I mean, Glenn. When you look at, 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 at the pattern here and you see, you know, anywhere from 7 to 10 years, the dollar has these up cycles, these down cycles. Uh, it, it's been very, very consistent with lower highs and lower lows. Uh, it just seems like it's a great recipe to see, the, you know, see where the gold price is at all-time high and you start looking at the debts and all of that. It sure bodes well for those of us that are holding gold but what does it say about where the country's really at when the rest of the world's looking at the dollar and kind of turning its nose? Well, yeah, it's exactly right, Joe. And when we can't sell those 
treasuries and the Fed has to step in and buy them, that's a big problem. The other thing is all the de-dollarization out there in the world where people are abandoning Bretton Woods and the petrodollar and there's, you know, now that China has its reserve currency in, in the, in the uh, basket of currencies, when you get that lack of confidence and trust, we've, we've talked about that all week, about trust, that is a big problem. And, you know, everybody who's been financing the United States and, and all the largesse that we have, and at some point they're going to say, yeah, you know, it's not such a good investment anymore. But when you think about, like, when, when all the investment in our companies, they're taking those companies and then offshoring them, and so they're kind of ripping the guts out of the United States, and it's, it's kind of tragic. And, and like you said before, we've allowed them to do it, and, we, and we'd want it back someday, and it's not coming back, and that's the problem, Joe. Well, you know, you bring up a, a, a variety of different issues. Who's going to buy it? What about interest rates, right? Are they going to stay low forever? Or are they all of a sudden going to have to go the other way? Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. And now from the archives of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, here is Phyllis Schlafly. Harvey Mansfield is one conservative professor at Harvard University, and he recently wrote an article in the Wall Street Journal that is worth bringing to your attention, especially if you have a college student in your family. He points out that at colleges today, course choice is in and requirements are out. Only the military academies, certain great books colleges, and some engineering schools tell students what they must study and what courses they must take. Most colleges offer a tremendous array of choices, and most of the choices are bad or useless. The bad and useless choices are more attractive because they're easy. Take sociology, for example. If you remember the TV sitcom with Archie Bunker, you may remember that Archie used to call his son-in-law Meathead. The son-in-law was a graduate student in sociology, a department where students learn a lot of jargon and wishful thinking. Another college department that is pretty much a waste of time is gender studies or women's studies, a very politicized department that misleads students about life. Gender studies taint the whole university with its fantasies about sex and gender. I always advise students to avoid taking women's studies courses because they're not women's studies at all. They are feminist studies and often lesbian studies. For example, it is dogma in most women's studies departments that students must accept the dogma that differences between males and females are not human nature but are a social construct brought about by our stereotyped upbringing. That means such things as mothers giving dolls to girls and trucks to boys. Professor Mansfield said that the universities consider all departments equal and all courses equal, and therefore no requirements can be justified as fundamental or more important. It's no wonder, then, that students make poor choices, select easy courses that do little or nothing for a good education or a job after graduation. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. If you're busy taking notes, you can stop now, because these commentaries in written form and spoken audio are archived on the website phyllisschlafly.com, many recorded by Mrs. Schlafly herself. 
If you're doing research or missed a day, just go to phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening and re-listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Hey, welcome back. Page of Radio News Hour, our toll-free number, 800 951 0592 talking about dollar trends and this and these are just trends and inside of the these trends you know you'll have days where it's up and days where it's down it's not a straight line right goal or the dollar's not going to go from 102 to 60 something in a straight line uh, but but very clear here we're getting ready to enter uh, that next leg, which is a it's a down leg for the dollar, uh, and the the charts say this is where it's probably going. And then you start looking at at where we're at, and you're like, yeah, I guess that kind of makes sense. You know, in the '80s, the deficit went from you know one trillion to two trillion, and then you look at at the the cycle where all of a sudden the debt was during the Obama administration started out at 10 and went from 10 to 20, right? Now, now we're here in this new cycle. The debt's already 27,000 or 27,000, 27 trillion. And I'm like going, yeah, somewhere between 50 to 60. And I, and I really, I think it's called more like 60 to maybe 70 trillion. And it just makes sense, right? Well, that's, that's dollar weakness. That's not dollar strength, right? Dollar strength is is like cycles like the 90s, right? The 90s, the debt didn't go up that much during the 90s because, well, you had the Social Security, the big Social Security surpluses were helping. But overall, you know, the debt, uh, you know, in the in the 90s was was relatively tame. And then we, we battle these periods where you have huge additions to the debt level, and you, you end up with a lot of, at the end of it, you end up with a lot of dollar weakness. And I think we're getting ready. So watch that number. Uh, right now we're at 94.60. We break below 92.80, and it's on. And then we're going to be watching uh, this cycle that's going to last anywhere from 7 to 10 years. Uh, and my guess is, Glenn, that we're going to end up somewhere in the 60s. Uh, and, and and at that point, who knows what happens, right? My, I wouldn't be shocked to see a digital currency before this down cycle ends. And, and it may be what signifies possibly a new up cycle because that's how they're going to spin uh, a digital currency. And you're starting to see it now. I'm seeing these signs out there about correct change. Right, if you don't have correct change, please use your debit card and all that stuff. And the change shortage—just another one of those things to try to get rid of uh, of cash, at least in my mind. Well, I have had an absolute ball doing my unscientific study around my town on cash and change, and who accepts what and who doesn't. And folks, this is very easy for you to do at home, of just going around your your local town if you feel like going out. If you don't. I get it, but you know it's it's very interesting to see what the games that they're playing. Oh, put it put the change on your rewards card at, at this place, or or donate it to charity, and and it's it's quite interesting how they're conditioning Joe, like you're saying, conditioning us to that that digital because 
there's two schools of thought on this. There is a coin shortage, and the other people are saying that there's not a coin shortage. Everybody I ask when I go into every business is like, are you having trouble getting change? And and there's it's 50-50 on, on whether they are or they aren't. I don't know if it depends on banks or, or what, but it's very interesting. I took I gave a lady at a Pizza Hut the other day 15 ones, and you would have thought I was her best friend that walked through the door because now, oh, thank you, I have ones now. I'm like, how can you not have ones? And it, it's, I don't know, Joe, what do you think about the corn shortage? Do you think it's real or not? I don't. I'm not buying it. Um, is, is there a, a hiccup here or there? Maybe. Uh, it, I think, really, it's bad management, right? Either the banks aren't ordering enough of it, or or the stores uh, aren't ordering enough. But when you see shortage hit, you know, when you see it out there, it kind of feeds on itself. It's like toilet paper, right? Everybody started freaking out because somebody somebody tweeted to somebody else, oh, my God, there's no toilet paper at Walmart. Next thing you know, uh, the National there's no toilet paper anywhere, right? And it kind of fed on itself, and everybody was on the hunt for toilet paper. And it's the same thing with the change, right? Oh, right. Well, no I remember so, that. So now people that are, let's just say I was, uh, I don't know, a laundromat, if there's even la- laundromats still around anymore. Maybe a guy ordered a box of quarters a week for his laundromat. Now he hears there's a coin shortage. Now he goes to the bank, and instead of ordering a he's like, give me three boxes. And, and, and I can see how, you know, we're, we're almost creating the coin shortage because of the hysteria of them out there saying there's a coin shortage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, well, I remember when, when the toilet paper thing hit, it hit you first because I sent you pictures of my local Walmart saying that we're good here. And within a week, it was wiped clean because you're right. It, it is a self-fulfilling prophecy. You're exactly right on that. Or And people are, are then hoarding change. They're like, well, I better not spend right. my change because the, the, I the, might the, need the, it. The, yeah. Yeah, the industries that need change. All of a sudden, what they would normally order for a week, well, boy, I don't. You know what? I better double it or triple it because I don't want to have. I don't want to be out. And all of a sudden, you create a problem that really didn't exist. And that's kind of how I feel about the change thing. I don't think there was a problem there, and and now now they're they're creating the problem. And again, the solution to the problem is going to be let's just get rid of it, right? Everybody, everybody's got a debit card. Everybody's got a credit card, right? Apple Pay, Venmo, this, that, the other. Let's just get rid of it. And it, you know, and of course, let's face it, it's dirty, right? And it had coronavirus on it, and all that, you know, all these reasons. And drug dealers, and and all you bad citizens out there that uh, may want to keep your purchases private. Well, that's you know, you're 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 a horrible person. Right, I mean, this is just the trend that we're in, and I think it's clear. Uh, and I really think this next dollar down cycle is the last cycle for cash. That's just my call. I do I know? No. Am I Eric? No. But I think this is it. I, I don't think we get out of the next decade and still have cash. Yeah, well, that's all the more reason why we should use gold and silver because a virus doesn't like gold and silver. It doesn't stick on it, does it? So it's a, another good silver, reason to yeah, get, get rid of fiat. You know, you, you, yeah, exactly. You think about the, like, door handles and things that, you know, people touch all the time. 
all of those should be plated in 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 gold or I mean in silver or at least copper. Copper is another good one where where they the the germs don't don't live very long. I mean you know little things that you could do to to make things a lot safer, especially if this if this virus thing is going to be here with us forever in a day, and this is the new normal. I think that's going to start happening. Who knows? Maybe another use for silver out there, right? All the doors and door handles are all going to be silver from here on out. Who knows? Pacer Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. I got a great gold special for you when we return. 800-951-0592. I got a special. It finally happened. We've been chasing it and chasing it. Uh, Wow. It's huge US $10 liberties now right now they're, um, if you go to our website allamericangold.com go to the shopping cart they're 1090 you're going to save $40 a coin that's and in gold you don't save $40 you know you save 20 you know maybe you save 10 20 Every once in a while, $25. Very rarely do you save that kind of money. $40 less today. And I've got about 100 of them. Which, so I've got a good amount. These are the old ones, 1866 to 1907. Uh, Good-looking stuff. Bunch of different dates. Save $40 a coin. It's $1,050 on a $10 uh, gold piece today at 800-951-0592. Gold's up 23 bucks, 50 or 15, 1895. So we're five bucks away from 1900. Uh, if we close here, it'll be a new all-time record high price for gold. Uh, but this is just the beginning. You know, when you think about the dollar. Right, think about where we're at in the dollar. Right, where we're getting ready to enter into another uh, lower dollar trend, and it just makes sense. And, and a lot of these trends start with these events that usually have to deal with debt. Right, when debt start exploding, obviously this year is going to be a record. Right, and, and I don't know what the final number is going to be. Four, five trillion dollars in a, in a single year, maybe six, somewhere between, let's say, four to six trillion in a single year. Uh, the problem is, I don't know how much better it gets. If forty percent of all the restaurants are going to close, we had jobless claims today spike by almost two hundred thousand. Right, we went or we we one point four nine, almost one point five million Americans, which would be more than double the all time record high before coronavirus. And we're supposed to be, you know, at least at the at the tail end of I, I would call this wave one, if you will. Uh, some people say this was wave two. I, you know, you can debate was the northeast wave one, and then what's happened in the south and the southwest was that wave two. You can argue it either way; doesn't matter. But when I look at what it is that we're going to try to do, which is 
uh, extend unemployment. We are already at, I think, 10 of the 50 states are already borrowing money from the federal government to pay their piece of unemployment claims. I know I can speak for Arizona. Arizona, we've got about another three or four months of money before we need to start borrowing. I think by the time this whole thing's over, Glenn, every state in the country, they've got to borrow money from the government just to pay unemployment claims. And that's not talking about any extra money the federal government's throwing on top of it. Exactly right. And you think about it, 40% of these businesses go out. That means that all that sales and income tax that, that would have been coming in and all the tertiary businesses that supply those businesses are going to lose out. It, it's incredible the amount of, of GDP that it's going to take a huge hit. And just yesterday I was on a Zoom call with uh, with my supervisor, and we were talking about how the school budget is going to be short $1.5 to $2 million, and we're a very small school system. Imagine a large school system when all the tax revenue doesn't flow in. So it's going to be it's going to be crazy, Joe. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough. Um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I think Joe has got a second call there. Sorry, um, sorry, so guys. I'm I didn't know Red. Oh, that's okay. Mike was on. My bad. We we got two lines open. So sorry. Uh, just just trying yeah. to get through here, Glenn. I apologize. No, no, no problem. What I was saying, uh, my local school system, Joe. We're at mid-year, Christmas time, we're going to be $1.5 to $2 million short on our budget, and we are a very small school system. Can you imagine an L.A. school system or a Chicago school system when you already have people fleeing these cities because they're scared to death to live there? And all that tax revenue. Yeah, Yeah. the tax revenue. Every city, every state. This This is why, and I've said it, I said shutting down was, that was... That wasn't the answer, and people don't understand. It's not just, um, say, we shut down for a little while. You know, it's the, the, the tax revenues, the money that's needed to run these states and to run these cities and these states and these cities. It's not like a lot of them were in good shape. I mean, there was a few, but most of them, you know, most of the ones that were, you know, quote, unquote, in good shape had skeletons in the closet. You know, it's kind of like Tesla earnings, right? Yeah, Tesla, oh, yeah, look, we did really great. You know, we didn't pay any rents on any of our places, and, and the government gives us all these kickbacks, and we only we don't even sell 1% of all the cars in the world being sold. But, you know, look at us, right? It, you know, it, it looks great on, on paper, but when you dig into it, there's all the skeletons in the closet. And then there are states, we know the states, right? California, Illinois, New York, New Jersey, Michigan, right? They're, forget about skeletons in the closet, right? They, their, their problems are for the, everybody to see. The rest of the states, though, operate a lot of these with, with the, all these other skeletons. I don't know, then this is why I said, yes, this is going to be a... Let's just say it's $6 trillion this year, the debt. Next year, it may be less, but it's still going to be 2 or $3 trillion a year every year. And as, a, as we go along, that 2 to 3 turns into 3 to 4. By the time we get to 2030, I think we're at 4 or $5 trillion, And that's making an assumption that interest rates don't go higher. I don't guarantee that's going to happen either. Picture Radio News Hour. 
final segment coming up. Jump on these pins while we still got them. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. Final segment coming up. 800-951-0592. The Dow is down 110. The S&P is down 17. The Nasdaq is down 150. And I'm like, that's it? After the horrible number on jobs, uh, gold is up $23 at $18.95. Silver is a little off today. So, of course, silver has been on a massive run. Uh, just, Just under... $23 $23 to the ounce on silver. I won't spend a lot of time talking on silver because I don't got I don't got any silver to sell you. Uh, U.S. $10 liberties. And, and you know, if, if, if this this has got to be this week's Stone Cold Lead Pipe Lock of the Week, Glenn, uh, saving 40 bucks. I mean, you know, gold's up 100 bucks this week. Uh, so you're sitting here, two $10 gold pieces would run you 2100 bucks. Uh, that's that's a great value. You know, it, uh, last week, you know, you're you're just over uh, two $2,000, about $2,050 for two $10 pieces. Uh, gold's up 100 bucks, and, you, and you're only paying an extra 50 That's the way to do it. Uh, U.S. $10 Liberties uh, got three lines open right now. Uh, they're say forty dollars a coin. So instead of a thousand ninety, they're at a thousand fifty at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. And just a reminder to everybody: uh, gold's landing today in Colorado and Phoenix. Silver's coming next week. It's just just how it is. It's a little slow going, uh, but every everything's going out. So if you got an order placed, be patient. It's on. It's on its way. Uh, the checks in the mail, if you will. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. That's the number you want to call. U.S. ten dollar liberties at a thousand and fifty. Glenn, I want to thank you again for not all you did while I was out filling in for Eric as well, um, and and you know sitting here and talking about the dollar today talking about paper money today you know where all of this is going to shake out is is anyone's guess but the one thing i think is clear we're getting ready to enter into this new cycle uh it's uh, you know that debt super cycle that hairy figgy uh bankruptcy 19 or what was it bankruptcy 1995 right he had it right maybe the dates were a little off but that hockey stick of debt is is really starting to escalate, Glenn. And I think we're going to see profound dollar weakness to go with it. And it's going to be interesting what happens to interest rates. Can interest rates stay this low? Because usually, Glenn, and you know this too, right? Interest rates run on cycles as well. If somehow we get a surge in interest rates, and even to to two, three, four percent on a ten year note, that will be absolutely devastating for the debt. Because you're talking it'll, about it'll also it'll also 
it'll also be the kiss of death for the economy because no one will be able to afford a mortgage or, or any loan, yeah, and that'll yeah, just shut I down mean, the economy. It's a weird thing, you know, because Eric says inflation. I, You know what? I trust him. If he says it's going to be, I kind of been thinking, can we have both? Can we have inflation and deflation at the same time? Uh, I don't know. It's a crazy mess we're in. That's all I know. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour. Here's the good news. Tomorrow it's Friday. Yeah, I'm probably going to put a couple of figures of Jack in the coffee tomorrow. It's been a tough week, that's for sure. Patriot Radio News Hour. Everybody take care. God bless. Please keep Eric in